men mirror the sun and women mirror the moon. Think of the moon in all its phases and we do different rituals for like the new moon and a full moon and then we have the crescent moon. We're not the same woman we are on day one of our cycle when we start our bleed. Um, on In day 15, our energy levels, our appetites, our, the things that interest us are all so different. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hola, hola, my babes. Whew. Okay, we got a juicy one for you today. I'm going to make this a pretty quick intro because this episode is a long one, as you can see, but it is so worth your time, my boo. Even if you have to dice it up into chunks, you really want to listen through all the way until the end. Today, I have my beautiful friend Nia back on the podcast. Nia is a holistic nutritionist and Reiki master. She also has extensive experience in family trauma, generational healing, masculine, feminine work and all sorts of education around menstruation and cycle syncing. She is a queen. We first interviewed Nia in episode 56, all about generational healing and family trauma, which was a super powerful episode. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please, I would advise, listen to that first. You're going to get so much more out of this episode if you understand the basics of what Nia does and how she helps people in the world. Once we were done recording that episode, episode 56, she and I immediately started planning our next episode that we were wanting to do together, which is this one that you're listening to today, all about the divine feminine and how that energy is woven into our world, from our relationship to mom, our relationship to food, our partners, our work, and even our cycle and body. It's woven into a lot y'all. And when we understand more about the divine feminine, our entire world can change. You'll hear that this episode today is less of an interview and more like a conversation between two aligned souls who are in the work of harnessing and embracing the divine feminine every day. We're not experts, but we've witnessed enough of it to create some real magic in our lives. And we want that for you too. Once you're done listening, hit that little arrow button and send it to your best girlfriend. I guarantee there is something in this episode for every single woman and even man out there. Okay, enjoy all the juice dripping from this episode. Bye. Thank you for returning today, Nia. I am so happy to have you back. It's just uh, myself and uh, Nia today. Um, welcome to the medicine again. Yeah. This is actually like a record because I, I've only had one other person who has come on multiple times thus far. Mm -hmm. And this is a record because you came out, you came back very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> back by popular <laughs> demand. It's been like a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. since recording time. Yeah, right. And um, I'm just so, I knew like, 
before you even left that first day, we were already talking about and planning in detail, mm-hmm. like the next time you were going to be on because it was so evident that this was literally just the tip of the iceberg. We were mm-hmm. only like scratching the surface. Oh yes. And <laughs> there was so much left on the bone that is Nia. <laughs> so much meat <laughs> left on the Nia bone. Um, so thank you again for, for uh, spending part of your day with me and us. This is so fun. So I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> and, We have a super juicy episode for you guys. Um, We've been planning this since she literally stepped out the door the first time. All around the divine feminine, the the healthy feminine relationships Mm -hmm. to your to your mom, to yourself in in relationship with food, all of that. It's so so critical to understand. Um, we talked about it a little bit in the episode, but not in, in the episode that she was on before. Um, not a ton. Um, and if you haven't listened to that episode yet, um, it's episode 56. You absolutely need to listen to that after this one. Um, <laughs> it's a must, must listen. I can already tell it's going to be like one of our most downloaded episodes because it's, it's centered around generational mm-hmm. healing and generational trauma, which newsflash everybody has everybody has something Mm -hmm. and we're bringing that to the table you're you're bringing that into the light Mm -hmm. and you can only heal what you shine a light on right Mm -hmm. so I'm so happy to to have that out in the open and and we just got an insane amount of positive overwhelmingly like healing feedback from people Mm -hmm. and that was even more evident to evidence to like we need Nia back. So thank you. <laughs> I have um, the hugest smile. On yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but I'm not going to let you not answer the question that you answered last time. I, I, I promise myself, I don't care how many times people repeat themselves on here. Um, you know, coming on every person I ask first, um, what do you love in your life so much right now that you wish you could gift to every human? I'm going to say the same thing I said last time, um, and that is every day feels light and like a dream, and so many aspects of my life are things that I only dreamed about when I was in my younger 20s or in my teenage years, and to add on to that same answer, I posted this on social media when we released the episode, so whenever this is airing, (laughs) Um, it was probably a couple weeks ago, a month ago. It makes all of the trauma and the really painful experiences 1,000% worth it because mm. it's the opposite of everything that was hard and mm. today feels like like a dream. And yeah. someone brought that to my attention. One of my clients was like, I want to live like that. And I'm like, mm. it's absolutely possible. You just have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy you know there's that kind of like corny saying that's like <laughs> it's not easy but it's worth it yeah it's true <laughs> it in this case you you it is something that like you have to show up basically every day mm-hmm. be really kind to yourself for a long time I still have to show up for myself yeah. and it's not always fun or sexy or what I want to do mm-hmm. but once you're on like this spiritual or healing path it becomes a no brainer. Like, Mm -hmm. do I want to suffer or Mm -hmm. do I want to take 
the road that's probably less traveled from whatever predicament or situations I've come from or even what people are doing in my environment, mm-hmm. what's going to serve me to what I actually want. And yeah. sometimes that's not the most obvious or easiest or most fun choice. And you have to make those calls every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. And it's not a quick fix. It's not a flip <laughs> of a switch. <laughs> and I don't think we ultimately like, I don't think we want it to be <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't think our over soul or higher self wants it to be Mm-mm. because that's really what builds the confidence in yourself mm-hmm. that like, I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I do hard things. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. It seemed almost impossible, you know, looking at the odds that I was against or whatever, mm-hmm. but I did it. And I'm sitting in that feeling now I'm sitting in the, the reality that myself so long ago, mm pictured and wished for yeah that's a really good feeling it oh it is and I feel like I don't look at that like because I was just telling my husband I was like so many people are like kind of like in awe or shock from the things that I've overcome because I don't talk about them too often anymore because they're the past for me Mm -hmm. and I don't know. I think there's just this assumption when we see people like doing big things or living their life, like they were just handed that thing. Right. And it's like, oh, I was or you not woke up. handed yeah. these things that I have today. And I, I try not to take them for granted. But yeah, it, it it's it feels really, really, really good when I do sit there and have like conversations like this or mm-hmm. reflect and like, damn. I'm allowed to like, re- I receive that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I receive that. Yes. Like, damn, that was a really like, I did something really good mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in that and I get to like reap the benefits and the rewards of. And help other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's the like, and that's really like the gift that keeps on yeah. giving where it's like, I've gone through this. So like, I know how to give some little nuggets of wisdom here and there to help people in their mm-hmm. journey. And, oh man, that is Oh, it's, it's the best when it's like you keep getting reminded of how important this is and helping other people through it is kind of a reminder to yourself that like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, but I did it. And like, you keep getting that like reward. Does that make sense? Yes, like I, you keep yes. experience, you get to <laughs> in the best way experience that reward. Like, oh yeah, I'm through yes. that. I feel good. Or that's so behind me now that I get that all the time with clients when it's, whether it's food or their weight or family trauma, when I'm sitting with them face to face, whether it's a Zoom or in person, I almost like drop down into that space and like, that was a very real problem for Mm -hmm. me. And now it's not. And the Mm -hmm. fact that I get to now share like the other side of like, what can come from this problem when you heal it, it's very humbling (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. it's almost like you know you're you're turning the thermostat up <laughs> one degree every week or something mm-hmm. like that and then a few months maybe a year goes by and you're like I think it's like a lot warmer in here <laughs> yeah like I think <laughs> that's it, a good analogy and it's like I, I I just thought of this the other day with myself like I'm like I think I love myself more <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like I think I'm nicer to myself I'm a little bit more obsessed with myself yeah <laughs> it's like I'm not as critical mm-hmm. on my body as I was a year ago huh cool I, I, I guess I know what you're talking about I guess it's working <laughs> and yes. I'm not perfect by any means at all but I'm like yeah yeah I'm nicer mm-hmm. and you, you get to sit in that and really just acknowledge it and like be the giver and the receiver mm-hmm. of a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So, I relate to the body image thing. So yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I can tell. Like, I just, um, you just exude a brightness and a confidence about yourself that is so engaging. And like, you, you, you see someone and you're like, I want whatever she's having, you know? <laughs> um, but for anyone who hasn't maybe listened to the the last episode mm-hmm. um, where we kind of gave you a little intro and, and uh, told the people kind of what you do in the world, can you give just a, a quick mm. syno- a synopsis, maybe not of like your whole path, yeah. but like what you do today and how you help people? And then we can get into the juicy bits. Yeah. So my real job that I'm I'll put this in air quotes, is I am a holistic nutritionist, um, but that's not all that I do. So a lot of the times I'm helping people really just in toxic cycles that Mm. have been a result of trauma or poor relationship with food or poor relationship with their body. Um, so it's like mind body healing slash life coaching. <laughs> I love it. I love that there's so many opportunities now to just create your own title yeah. and be like, it's really weird and it's kind of niche, but it works and people need it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you got a little idea of what she does, um, in her day to day. Can you give, um, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about, I I wanted this whole episode and this whole flavor to Mm -hmm. be around this divine feminine Mm -hmm. and all that it encompasses. And that's such an umbrella term, right? Because it it literally just like has a web that just dives into so many different areas (laughs) into our life. But I think, you know, I was actually thinking about this in the shower this morning, random, (laughs) but if someone were to ask me, or if I were to answer the question that I ask every guest, which is, you know, what do you love in your life so much that you wish you can give to every human? This is one of those things that I think really every person, if they had a healthy understanding, grasp and relationship with masculine and feminine energies, understanding them, how they work in people, how they work in me or, you know, myself or the, the person, like understanding that, is like knowing a secret of the universe. Oh, totally. I remember when I first found out that there were different energies inside every one, every person mm-hmm. and that it was different and it, it, it caused you to see the world in a different way or interact or perceive things in a different way and that you could actually understand them and grow to, I don't want to say like, mm, understand them in a way where it feels like you're speaking uh, the right language to your partner, right? Where I understand that he sees the world through a masculine lens Mm -hmm. and how do, how can I approach him that he will hear me in the way that he wants to receive what I'm saying rather than I'm annoyed with him. This, this is is how I want to say it. Mm from an annoyed feminine, whatever, how is he actually going to hear that? He's going to hear it as pokes and jabs and he's going to get defensive, right? Yeah, that's too real. And so understanding that, oh, there's a different language that I can speak where he'll hear me and he'll respond in a way that we're honoring each other Mm -hmm. and we're actually helping to bring out the best of our partner. Mm -hmm. I like that because (laughs) there's this like cheesy meme that that it's coming to mind where it's like, the guy is like leaning on the couch and he's thinking deep in thought. And then the woman's like, Oh my gosh, like has a bajillion thoughts going on. Like, I wonder if he's mad at me, blah, blah, blah. And like, there's like a thought bubble above his head and he's like, 
Hmm, I wonder if I'm going to go on a motorcycle ride later. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's so true. Like we are, women are so emotional and we have more, it's a, I don't want to say that because men also have that ability to, it's more easily accessible and socially acceptable for women to access that part. And it is natural for us to communicate with one another, Mm -hmm. um, in that way, um, but for men, that's not like their first like language for them to understand that. So if we could learn, there'd probably be less conflict in relationship. Yeah. And less feeling of like, I'm not enough. Yes. I'm not worthy. I yeah. must not be what he wants or what he needs or what he l- desires or whatever that is. It's like, no, you just need just you just need the, a few different <laughs> words, honey. <laughs> and I remember last episode chasing and I re-listened to the episode and I was like yes it's so true is like sometimes often when women are jobbing at men or they're not meaning to they're just trying to communicate their needs and, and feel that as jobbing they can also feel like am I doing enough like am I serving her like am I ever going to be good enough for her and that's not what the woman is intending mm-hmm. to say most of the time yeah yeah oh my gosh it's so good there's so much there between the masculine and the feminine um, and, and I, I'm so grateful to have, to have like under, to, to understand that now, because that's where I feel like I'm living a dream mm-hmm. is in my relationship. You can see that clearly between you and Chase. <laughs> um, I'm so glad. I want more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm learning a lot. And you know, it's like, we've been through the shit mm-hmm. and I've been on the other side. Like the pendulum is over here on the right. Beautiful passion and love and we treat each other with respect but it's also swung the complete mm-hmm. opposite way I've experienced both ends we both have and I am never going to take it for granted mm-hmm. and it is worth all of the work mm-hmm. because living in a dream with your partner like I, I really don't mean this in a way where it's like boastful mm-hmm. or like a showboat way at all <laughs> but I, I I want it to feel like Oh, there's hope. Yeah. Because if Mimi can do it, Mm -hmm. they were divorced, had a literally dead, dusty relationship Mm. and swung the other way where now she feels like she's living in a dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is absolutely. (laughs) I don't think you're feeling boastful or I don't perceive you as boastful. Um, I definitely, like I said, I can see it. It can even being around you too. Like I can like sense that like amount of like deep, deep connection how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been to, we've known each other since we were 15 and 16. Wow. Um, we obviously had a break where we weren't mm-hmm. together for a few years. So total, it's been about 13 years. Wow. I think what happens with a lot of people is like when they find that in point, they don't continue to do the work and mm-hmm. it just like ends up in other relationships. And yeah. then it's just this cycle of like, okay, I've been with this person two to three years. It's not working. And they're mm-hmm. not like processing and going through um, so I think that's like most evident in yours is like, okay, let's come back together, regroup, fix what didn't work in that round one <laughs> and round two, like, let's make this so that this is for the rest of our lives. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people like they stop and then they just like a, a cycle. Mm-hmm. 
Another form of a cycle. (laughs) So I really want this episode to be an asset for anyone who's listening. Probably mostly women are going to be drawn to this (laughs) if it has divine feminine (laughs) in the the title. But really anyone could listen to this and get some insight on this. Um, But I want this to be an asset for women understanding their kind of role Mm -hmm. and that you do have the power. You do. You are a sovereign being. You can create your heaven on earth reality. Mm -hmm. It's so possible because (laughs) you and I have both done it. Yeah. And we've been through a lot. It's not like our lives have been rosy. So, (laughs) um, so we can do it. And and this episode, I really want to be an asset for anyone out there who's like, Oh, I I can't get past this. Or we, you know, we can't get past this bump in our relationship or whatever, or I can't get past this, you know, um, the, the way that I view my parents or food or myself, we want to touch on all of that today yeah. so that there's some nuggets of wisdom and insight in all of these areas where the divine feminine affects us mm-hmm. or lack thereof affects yeah. us <laughs> and how we can approach them with um, kind of a holistic, healthy uh, view, I guess. Yeah. Um, so first, I want to talk, uh, uh, if you would share a little bit about your relationship you've had a kind of a tumultuous <laughs> upbringing and childhood and if you could just um talk a, a little bit about how um your relationship what the relationship with the feminine was like in your life and how that mm-hmm. affected you coming into like being an adult yeah Whew. um <laughs> so i s- said this in the last episode but I basically didn't know who my biological mother was until I was 20. Um, And I grew up around this woman as well Mm -hmm. and went on vacations with her and I didn't know it. Um, My mom, who I call mom, is actually my biological aunt. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I think back, and I have done a lot of reflection in this area, when I like think of being in my power as a woman it's that I didn't need a man Mm. and I can do it all by myself and like like what's the words like men aren't shit like you can't trust them that was kind of like the messaging that I received um a lot from my mom who raised me um and she would probably be like yeah and that's because like she wasn't in very healthy relationships and then kind of wasn't in any relationship for I don't think she was in any relationship until I was probably like a couple years ago because she didn't want that in and out effect Mm. that like a lot of um, parents tend to do like oh I have a boyfriend for two weeks and then he's Mm. gone next month so and this is your your actual biological aunt that you're talking about yeah okay yeah so when you say mom it's my aunt it's your aunt okay (laughs) and then just because I will say bio mom if it's my bio mom okay got it got it (laughs) um so oh there's someone hope that person's okay. <laughs> yeah, something you love. There's a siren. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's okay. This is real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, as I like got older, like being like a teen, older teen, and then into college aged years, I was always with like, I wanted men that didn't want me. Um, so being in my feminine was like, I got way too passive and I kind of like let things, um, like I was very powerless in relationship, like whether it was with friends or other like romantic relationships. 
And then it became toxic where I was like, I had to overpower to prevent that. When I discovered who my biological mother was, um, I ignored it and said like, everything will be fine. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't go to therapy or anything like that. Um, being 30 this year, so about five years ago, was when I met my husband and he was like, it's very evident that like you were shoving down this wound mm-hmm. and it's time to go to therapy. And that's when I realized like, oh, I have to address this. And it wasn't until mm, a year and a half that I actually reconnected with my biological mother. Mm. And so that was like 10 years from the time that I found out to the time that I actually had a conversation. Like we never even talked about it ever. She never addressed it. Did she know that you knew? Oh yeah. Everybody knew that I knew. And then it was just kind of like, oh, unless Nia wants to talk about it, then like, let's not talk about it. And I think that felt safe for me because it was a secret for so long. So it, in some way it made me feel really dirty and like stained. And Mm. I was telling this to my husband the other day and he's like, you're not stained. I'm like, I know I'm not stained, but that's how it made me feel at the time. Um, sorry guys, if this is like all over the place, (laughs) um, so I reconnected with her probably this time last year and, oh, it was very, very, very painful. Mm. Um, I kind of, teeter-tottered with the idea for probably a month and then I made it real by telling like a friend like I think I'm gonna do this just so that I had some type of accountability and then I told my husband and then I was in a Reiki session with a friend and she's like why don't we just pop the computer on right now and you send a message to her Mm. and I'm like oh no I was just like thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) and she's like no like go on Facebook and send her a message since you don't have her phone number. And I was like, like right now. So she like logged me in on Facebook. It's and a true friend right there. <laughs> I didn't, I actually don't know this person that well. Oh. And, and, but like, I was like, wow, she really held me accountable to that. I, I'm so glad she did. And I sent her a Facebook message like, Hey, you've been on my mind like, let's chat. And I was like, this person can like completely reject me. And like, and I knew her from like, age zero to 20 and then I didn't talk to her until about last year this time and she was like you know what I've been waiting for this like Mm. can I call you tomorrow blah 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 and so I like sat there eagerly like waiting for the phone to ring and it was a very healing conversation but I think I had gotten to the space where I was in complete acceptance of understanding that like I don't need her in my life but it is a wonderful feeling to like mm-hmm. know and have a relationship with the woman who brought me into this mm-hmm. world. Um, and I had never like had that consciously. Mm. Um, I knew her, but like didn't know that she was the woman that brought me in here. And like looking back, I always tell people this, like I look just like her. I act just like her, but I didn't see that. Like this. Well, one. why would you like, <laughs> I mean, like we have the same, eyes same hair same like leg shape like and I remember thinking these things as a kid too like wow she and I have like the same type of like thighs (laughs) I don't even know why like just little things like that but like you don't like you see what you want to see I guess right um and I wasn't she did you know that she was your your aunt mom's sister um, is actually, mm, mm. 
So my aunt mom is my dad's sister. Oh, okay. She was my aunt mom's best friend. Oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) I'm the product of a one night stand. So (laughs) got it. Okay. And so like they just were always around and I, from what I was told is like they tried to keep me because I was always around my aunt mom (laughs) and she had other children. And so anytime there was a birthday party, I always wanted to go and they tried to keep it apart, but it just didn't happen. And then inevitably it was like, when do we tell her like, there's not going to be a perfect time. And I found out on my own. Mm. Um, but I, so my biological mom wanted to have a relationship with me and we've seen each other a few times over the last year and, um, keep in touch through text, but it is very much on my terms. Mm. Um, and it's still new for me. And I do know when I like, I remember like this time last year, I would just like have spells of just crying and crying. And it wasn't that I was sad. It was almost like all of this like suppressed feminine energy and all the things that I pushed it down with that like were distractions Mm -hmm. um, to reconnecting again with this person who brought me into the world were just like coming out like a detox if you will like I would just be having conversation with my husband and then in tears Mm. Um, and that happened for a while and now I'm in a very 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 solid space with it I'm not sure if that answered your question, but that no, it's good. It's good to get a, just a background um, <clears throat> that you've had like this kind of like, like I said, tumultuous kind mm-hmm. of relationship with your mom, feminine, everything. Like obviously, it affected you in how mm-hmm. you, you know, maybe some of the decisions you made with men or whatever. Um, and now you can probably look back. Like hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like oh, that's why I chose yes. him. That's why I was interested. Yes. That's why. That's why. And you know, maybe there's someone out there who's choosing the same type of person or like dating the same type of person Mm -hmm. and they're not aware yet. They're unconsciously kind of incompetent in that area of like, why do I keep attracting men (laughs) like this that don't respect me or X, Y, Z and don't even realize that there is maybe a lack of connection either to mom or to dad or whatever that, that somehow like, oh, that could be because of this and so I think just hearing your story is 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 great because although it's a very unique situation (laughs) like I think just come becoming aware of the the impact that mom and dad can have on us which we talked a lot about in in the previous episode with you but you know that can really be a starting point to like awareness in yourself and and starting the journey of getting to self-love like we're talking about is like becoming even aware aware of it and so I'm curious for you in your situation um when did you start like you you said you went to therapy and then from there did you start like doing the work like healing the relationship on your own like Mm -hmm. how did you what were some things that you did um to get to this point where you said I kind of accepted it Mm -hmm. and consented I know you've used that word a couple times um consented like what did you do on a daily basis maybe or um, that, that maybe someone else could like, that's where they could start too. Yeah. 
One of the best decisions I ever made for my overall health was getting completely off moldy coffee. If you are on a mission to get to the bottom of mystery symptoms and feel your best in life, this is something you need to know about. I have now lost count of the hundreds of people who tell me they have given up on coffee and caffeine, not because they wanted to, but because they thought they had to, because every time they drink it, they feel shaky, anxious, brain foggy, have skin reactions, or digestive issues. I then explained to them that, my love, you are more likely having a reaction to the mold and pesticides in your coffee, not the caffeine. The sad and shocking reality is that up to 91% of coffee beans used in America are contaminated with mold, not to mention the 42 different chemicals and pesticides sprayed on most coffee beans before they are even harvested. So if you have persistent, unexplained brain fog, sore joints, fatigue, immune issues, or other mystery symptoms, it could be from moldy coffee you are unknowingly pouring into your precious body every day. No pill, no potion is going to help us feel better if we don't first remove the negative stimulus, like the moldy coffee. Here's the great news. If you love coffee, you don't have to give it up. Every day I drink delicious, mold-free, pesticide-free coffee that supports my overall health in the best way. It's my Reishi King Coffee. King Coffee is organic coffee mixed with the spores from Reishi mushrooms. This unique and potent combination allows me to enjoy coffee while also supporting my hormones, my immune health, my nervous system, my digestion, my mood, my stress levels, and so much more. If King Coffee was a pop star, she would absolutely be Beyonce potent and divine. If you love coffee, I invite you to ditch the mold and try King Coffee for yourself. It was one of the best decisions I ever made for my health. I can't and won't go back. To learn more about what makes Reishi Spores and King Coffee so unique, you can check out episode number six of this podcast. And to grab your King Coffee, do not buy on Amazon. That is illegal and expired product. Instead, go to themedicine.myorganogold.com and search for King Coffee. You can also just check the show notes or my Instagram bio for a direct link. Bringing you only the best and only what I'm obsessed with. Cheers, boo. So I started with traditional therapy, and I think that's just because like, I wasn't so... Um, fluent and healing (laughs) and all the different options and I had a really very kind therapist and I remember her telling me like you know this isn't like very common and like normal quote unquote and I'm like well it's my life so it's pretty normal for me Mm -hmm. she's like there's a lot of things that like it's really good that I had moved away from Mm -hmm. my hometown and home state and like she's like you can process this in the way you want to on your timeline and it started with like having gratitude that I had a family that loved me. Mm. Like even though like my parents quote unquote ado- uh, not adopted um, abandoned me, I still had my aunt mom and my grandparents and just like I was for every parent that was taken away, I feel like I got like ten like people that stepped in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started with a lot of gratitude for that but then I realized like that was like almost like toxic gratitude Mm -hmm. because I wasn't really coming face to face of like this actually really 
excuse my language, fucking hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like really, really like there will be points where like if I just sit in it, like I can stew and get angry. Mm-hmm. Um, but not so much anymore. And then after like just sitting with that, it like kind of turned into anger and like really letting that surface. I was talking to a client actually the other day and I was like, I used to be a really angry person. And then like their eyes were like, yeah, right. (laughs) No, seriously. Like my aunt mom would like joke and call me like an ice queen. Mm -hmm. And because I, it was my way to protect myself of like, I wouldn't hug her. I wouldn't like be very like emotionally attached. I was very matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like I really deep down wanted those like connections, but like, in some way, like there was this piece of me that couldn't trust my family mm. because they kept that secret for so long. Yeah. And I was angry that they didn't do it the way I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to that point, like I would just become this like total other version. Like maybe I'm telling you wouldn't recognize me. <laughs> like one time they threw my latte away that I put into the fridge and it was like this like I think it was like some type, it's called moon milk and it was like all these mushrooms and I paid like 10 bucks for it and I was like, oh, I'm full. I'm just going to put it away. And they didn't know what it was. So they tossed it. And then the next morning when I went to go into the fridge, the thing was gone. And then I asked them like, where's my latte? Oh, we threw it away. We didn't know what it was. I screamed at the top of my lungs and my husband just looked at me and was like, what? the hell <laughs> like that was just like pent up like <laughs> yeah. okay something needs to get out it wasn't about the lattes <laughs> um and like I was just so like stewing in that like toxic masculinity like I didn't know how to be this soft version that all my family and like like chosen family and friends and community in San Diego knew me as mm. um But when I sat with that anger and like really allowed myself, I started to not come home as frequently. I used to come home every couple of months and then it was like every six months. Mm. And that's when I got into like spiritual and energy healing and approaching things from that energetic Mm. level um, over quarantine. And I told me, I'm like, my my family doesn't know this, but I'm not sure if they'll listen to podcasts, but um, I'm very open about this. Me and my husband hired a relationship coach and it was like, again, all those things that we were distracting ourselves mm. from, we had to literally be in our 700 square foot apartment and sit with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was, was like, as my, the relationship coach described was like, it almost felt like I was pushing my husband into this corner of like telling him what to do and constantly being in my masculine and it wasn't a place I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. And no. anybody who is in that <clears throat> and constantly operating and like making demands and showing up in that way, that's, there's something with mom or dad there. Mm-hmm. And anyone who always presents that to me, I'm like, well, what's your relationship to your mom? Or how did your mom act in relationship to your dad? Was your dad even present? Because that's going to show up in your partnership. And we want to be in our feminine because that's like our natural inclination. Yeah. But like having that healthy dose of masculine where you are in your power at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That balance. And it's, it's not a 50, 50 balance. I think (laughs) for a lot of people, um, I think if you are a woman and you feel like you have a feminine essence, like at your core, if you want to be penetrated, you know, (laughs) uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that, like then you are feminine. If you, if you're, if you're the basis of your existence is like, I want to feel loved and treasured and Mm, I want a man who is 
is wants me and desires mm-hmm. me and and all of that like that is truly a feminine essence and that's kind of the dominant essence that's kind of the dominant energy in you but you still have that masculine mm-hmm. and the way that I like to think about it is like my own inner masculine has to sometimes take care of the more dominant feminine yeah um or I, not more dominant but what I mean is like it's like 85, 15, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that feminine is what comes out most of the time. But sometimes I need my masculine to step up inside Mm -hmm. of me and put in structure and be like, well, let's just get quiet for a second and let's (laughs) think, let's be like, just still. Yeah. And that's my masculine taking care of my feminine for my own being that, so I can show up in the right way. And um, so just if anyone's listening, they're like, I don't know if I'm feminine or masculine or whatever. Cause it can feel like, I think a lot of people are out of balance Yeah, and our, our culture kind of, um, encourages women right yes. now to be in their masculine a lot, which can feel really good in business when you're making decisions and you're on point yes. and you're successful and you're penetrating the world with your purpose and everything like that, that can feel really good. But it is a skill to be able to turn it off (laughs) into when you walk in the door or when you close your computer and you're still just at home with your partner because it's quarantine and this and that. Now we work together 24 (laughs) seven. This is something that I've had to navigate too. It's like, okay, I close my computer. I put my phone down for the night and I am in my feminine Mm. and I am here to receive his love and I'm not here to tell him what to do or should on him or tell him to pick up his socks or whatever. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in my masculine anymore. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to, to consciously turn, turn that switch and flip over into my feminine because mm-hmm. that's what my soul wants. And so just, I, I that was kind of a rant. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> like, like, I think if I was listening to this, I'd be like, so if the socks on the floor bother you, yeah, how do you get him to pick them up? Or do you just like learn how to not let the socks on the floor bother you? Cause that's a very real thing. It is a real thing. It was a real thing for me personally. In part one, I would get so fed up um, because Chase was blessed with a mother who did a lot of things mm-hmm. for him. Um, it, you know, that went over into our marriage and he would, he has this incredible ability to take off his socks and leave them and just walk over them for a week. <laughs> and that's, and that's his choice. Incredible that's, he, ability. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> such a nice <laughs> I hate when they're in front of like really random things though <laughs> like, my husband leaves his shoes in front of the fridge and I'm like well, who just decides to take their shoes off <laughs> I know <laughs> while they're looking a, for lunch <laughs> yeah, it's like it, there is always going to be those weird silly idiosyncrasies that make our partner our partner <laughs> that make our person like that's our person and, and that's part of his being and like of course it would be awesome if they every single time <laughs> we're in the closet every day <laughs> but how it how it worked for me was I first had to ask myself is this truly important and I was really honest with myself. And I thought in part two, no, this isn't important to me. Mm. So how I view it now is it, I, I, one, I say that this isn't important, but if it got to the point where I was feeling some sort of bitterness or whatever inside of me, which is not, I'm never going to suppress that again. I would have a, a check-in from him or with him. And that would be part of what I would offer as like, 
here, I would really love more of this from you. I would love more help with like kind of just like picking up simple things like our clothes on the floor or whatever. And in a really gentle way, um, allowing him the opportunity to come to my rescue in that moment of like, Mm -hmm. this is like kind of, I can feel like anxiety building up in me because we're here all the time. And, and like, I want to make sure our space is, you know, clean and tidy. And I think if we both kind of like worked on it together, um, it would provide me a lot of like a lot less anxiety. And I would just like, that's what I need more from you. Like you're presenting it in a way where he gets to come and be the hero. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good for a man. He's Mm -hmm. able to like, if he's a good man, he's going to want to, Mm -hmm. and he might not be perfect every time, but like, instead of being like, motherfucker you, you don't ever pi- you never pick up you always and never like are things that you want to avoid because that puts that masculine in like a defensive where he's going to want to fight or flight and now he's yeah. going to want to like poke at you and be like well you always do this you always leave your dirty dishes in the sink and i always ha-. like that doesn't work for anyone Mm-mm. so i think um that would be my answer is like it seems so small like Mm -hmm. socks on the floor like well okay you don't need to have like a sit down ceremony with your partner just to tell (laughs) him to pick up his fucking socks but really if you do the small things like they're big things oftentimes those big things don't even come up Mm. because you're doing a little bit every day um to either like no it's not actually important Mm -hmm. and if he wants to walk over his socks every day then that's his choice he is a grown-ass adult he can do that and if I choose to pick them up I'm doing it as a gift to him not out of bitterness or being his mother so yeah I do pick up Chase's clothes sometimes but I do I make sure that what's in me Mm -hmm. is the feeling of this is a gift because I know he's really busy and he's stressed with work and maybe that extra two minutes of picking up our clothes is like he doesn't have and he's actually jumping onto his next zoom call mm-hmm. and uh, this is a gift because i'm taking away maybe even just a sliver of 0.1 percent of the stress that can come in his day and i want to gift that to him beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so those are just some like ways that you you can do those little things yeah. like they're big things yeah, yeah. i love that I I think this is an area where I'm definitely still learning um, as part of like being in my feminine. I find that like it's where it's most prominent is in my partnership. It's funny you were saying like, oh, we want to be cherished. And I'm like, I have all of those things. But and this can happen for a lot with like that mother wound is like when you are in a very healthy or like nourishing relationship it can be what you push away to because Mm -hmm. it's so scary to receive and if you had like really toxic examples growing up like through your own parents or you didn't even have like positive examples maybe dad left or mom wasn't in the picture when you have the thing like it might be something that you sabotage to or say like or pick out what's wrong with that person when really it's like, no, 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 this is actually what you want. That's like your subconscious mind almost like trying to go to what it's, what's familiar, which is, can be a pattern of those toxic men showing up. If like maybe dad wasn't in the picture or whatever it is, it's what feels most comfortable, but your soul's like, no, 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 we don't want this. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that goes back to, 
getting kind of the root cause of like or the root of whatever it is that's bothering you or that you're concerned with about your partner is it actually important Mm -hmm. asking that's such a simple question but it's Mm -hmm. so telling and maybe it is really important and then you can deal with it in that way um but yeah I think that that's I think that that's so important and you talk about you know receiving for the feminine being able to receive love Mm -hmm. that that fairy tale like treasuring love that Mm -hmm. I have every day and no chase isn't perfect and we're it's work every single day even after 13 years but I would say 90% of it is complete flow at this time and and that is femininity (laughs) I yes right exactly and so I feel like we're both coming together and he's working on his masculine and I'm working on my feminine and and we come together in this puzzle piece way Mm -hmm. um and I I tell him like you give me the feeling that every, I would say every woman wants um, on their wedding day or when they think about having a partner, how they want to be loved and treasured and looked at and and felt Mm -hmm. like you give that to me. And I feel like I've actually had to do a lot of like work on, am I worthy of this? Mm. Am I worthy of all of his love? And I know that I am deep yeah. down. I know that I am, but, um, it's, it's still work for me to, to, um, be able to receive it full blast fire hose, you know, version. <laughs> like sometimes, um, it, it is. And I know a lot of women struggle with this, like that act of receiving cause yeah. it is an act. It sometimes can take work, whether mm-hmm. that's, um, through food or, uh, sexually or whatever it is, just even pleasure, like, you know, um, taking a a long bath, if you're not even in relationship, like taking a long bath and like stroking your entire body and just like being really grateful for your body. That is very like, that's a very pleasure filled practice. And, um, I think a lot of times it's, it's hard for, for women, for us to receive pleasure again, because, I want to know what you think and and why. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's hard for women to receive? I think there's no one answer, but I think there's a lot. Um, there can be like this association that when we receive, we're not the one in power. Mm. Um, because it is a very feminine act. Receiving is feminine. Giving is mm-hmm. masculine. Um, and it can leave us feeling vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a lot of trauma or pain associated to receiving, like maybe your last relationship, you really f- fully dove in and then that person like broke your heart. There could be this blockage of like, remember last time when we did that? Like, no, 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 no. Um, there's also this like, um, what's the word I want to use? Like shame or guilt associated to pleasure mm-hmm. um, oh yes 100 <laughs> percent. my my uh little evangelical girl inside of me just like per- perked up and she's like yep <laughs> anything related to pleasure must be sin right mm-hmm. like there's this like indulgence factor of like it's your slob or your uh yeah if you know what i'm going yeah, from that totally. so i think that when we are on that receiving end it could feel again, not safe to be in that position and uncomfortable or really like 
quick fact check way that you can see it in yourself is like like a diagnostic tool we could call it is if when someone gives you a compliment do you just say thank you so many times and I've done this too where someone's like oh your hair looks so good and you're like oh god I haven't washed it in like six days and it's again like think of when you've done that for someone and then it's kind of uncomfortable because you're like I just gave you a compliment and then you're like throwing it back yeah (laughs) totally and so then it messes up that whole dynamic of giving and receiving and then you on the person that was the giver like you feel kind of icky about it Mm -hmm. because this person shushed it away yeah um so just say thank you Mm -hmm. instead it's I've done this (laughs) and it's awkward it's so uncomfortable like Wait, okay, so, but do I have to also say something bad about myself, too? Like, or do I have to give you a compliment, too? Yes. Like, just to say, like, oh, my gosh, thanks so much. Or, like, like, oh, I love, I love your shirt. Like, oh, thanks, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've had this for 10 years, and it's not even new, and I actually got it from the Goodwill, and it was 50 cents, and it was basically free, so it's not that great, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we've all done that. Mm -hmm. It's such a little thing. But when you become aware of like, oh, shit, I do deflect Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. That could be a place, such an easy place to begin that Mm -hmm. journey of like, okay, it's time for me to step more in my receiving mode because Mm -hmm. I tend to be the give, 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 giver. I think a huge one, a reason why to answer your question is when we have like a mom that maybe did everything Mm -hmm. like super mom because maybe dad was just like sitting on the couch with his beer watching football or whatever it is um we can feel um like like we weren't taught how to receive so we'll just do it for ourselves Mm, yes And that's a very empowering way, but I think that can also be very toxic. So whatever mom's relationship to receiving was can also show up for you. Like if mom went without, then maybe I'll just go without. And it's not a conscious thing. Like, well, my mom never wore nice clothes, so I'm not going to wear them. Mm -hmm. But like, if that's what you're constantly like witnessing, that energy can be in within you. Yeah. Totally. I, I am even just like thinking back on, you know, myself, my, my mom was, um, she was single, uh, for a lot of my life. Mm. She, she's been married multiple times, but, um, a lot of that time she was single and I witnessed her doing the housework. Mm. Like she, my mom can fix anything, (laughs) literally anything. Like I think she could build a house. (laughs) She is so amazing because she had to do it one, I think she's skilled at it, like knowing how things work and, and doing that. But also like she had to do it so much for herself that although she was, was very loving towards mm-hmm. me and my sisters, like I always I've never doubted for one second that my mom loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw her doing, 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 doing for herself a lot. And I've never really until this her current husband, my stepdad, um, shout out Tom, who is an incredible, <laughs> incredible man. Um, it's only been really him that I've seen my mom able to receive from a masculine Mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And I can tell sometimes it's still a little uncomfortable because she for so long did it for herself. And how I see that showing up for me is it's a little things, right? It's little things that like are like a little insight into like what something is something that might be a little bit deeper, but sometimes I'll 
begin a sentence and I'll, I'll, I'll have something that I want Chase to help me with. Like, Hey, can you grab? And then you just do it yourself. I'll think about it. And I'm like, <laughs> actually it's fine. I'll just do it. And he's like, he's left and like, what? Like, I, like, I don't even know what you need. Uh-huh. I, and so he's left being like, no, finish your sentence. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me because rather it's not like, oh, I don't think you can do it right. It's more like, I don't want to inconvenience mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And so, but he's left feeling less than because he feels like he can't deliver mm-hmm. whatever it is that I need. Yeah. And it's something small. It could be literally like, go get my water bottle. <laughs> yes. It could be that or like, oh shoot, I forgot to put salt on the table. Can you grab that? Actually, I'll just do it. And he's like, what? Uh, like <laughs> this happens all the time. Actually, yeah. it's getting better, but it, it, it is a common occurrence and it's something small, but it really does like show like how used to we are as women of if we're successful and we're driven in life and we get things done and those little things we need to have shine a little light on and and next time you go to ask your man like hey can you get the actually (laughs) just like finish your sentence and let him do it let him be your hero Mm. in even the small things yeah and not that you need that not that you can't get the salt by yourself yeah (laughs) But, but just to play into that feminine energy, yes. like you're very capable of doing anything you want for yourself, but you don't have to. Right. And that's the key that I'm learning as I like, like, I feel like study the masculine and feminine energies from different teachers and podcasts and books and everything is like, we're in an age right now where you and I don't, we don't actually need a man. Mm-mm. I can make a salary. I can find a place to live. I could even have a child by myself if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. The science exists. (laughs) But I choose. Mm -hmm. I choose a man. I choose him. And I choose him every day. And he feels that. Like, I I want you. I want you to be my hero. I, Mm. I, I feel my best when you feel your best. Yeah. And um, so like, that's just like icing on the relationship cake. It's like, this is not to say that any woman out there is not capable of doing it on her own. I think we've all shown like, we can do it on our own. It's not. And it's also like, like think of those times where we have done it on our own. Sometimes like it's exhausting. (laughs) Like, and it might not be fully like, like, joyful Mm -hmm. sometimes like uh, I think a lot of people who are in that space of like okay I I can do it on my own and I want partnership like understand that like this is like something that will bring more joy and Mm -hmm. pleasure but you have to get to that space of like okay I can let down a little bit of these Mm -hmm. walls or blockages I've created because something that someone told me once and and it's kind of always stuck with me is like as long as you're like plan with the jokers you're never going to be able to receive the love and pleasure and um adoration from king mm-hmm. so 100 oh, <laughs> like they're we, not even in their realm no we're they're two different archetypes mm-hmm. and they're like it almost seems like they're from completely different decks <laughs> yeah. like having had both like <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. We need t-shirts and we need to sell them or just give them to every girl at birth, really. (laughs) Um, One thing that I did want to talk to you about, because you are such a wealth of knowledge, kind of switching gears here to something that 
every woman has to deal with and at some point in their life. And I don't even want to say has to deal with, but Mm -hmm. that's how it can feel Mm -hmm. sometimes. And that is our cycle Mm -hmm. and periods and, um, uh, you know, even the language around like, oh, we have to deal with it. (laughs) I, I mean that we well we don't get to choose whether or not we, right exactly. well we could we could get on birth control right right that's what I mean is like we don't really have a choice yeah. in the matter and um and so I do want to touch on that because it's something that you have a lot of knowledge in and I would love to hear your take on just periods in general yeah. like the cycle maybe what it represents or how you view it and then we can get into like some details of like the cycle syncing that you talk about yeah so your cycle as a woman like that is the probably one of the strongest representations of feminine flow we call it a flow mm-hmm. and when we experience PMS or anything that's like really negative or painful or heavy when we think about our period or our cycle, you can think of that as a kind of like a really deep insight to where blockages exist in your femininity. Mm. Because ultimately we just want the period to just flow right out of us and not, there will be like, you won't not know that your period's going to come, but ultimately like we just want to be like kind of a little bit surprised, like, oh, there's my period rather than being alerted with all of these like horrible symptoms like cramps or tenderness um, or acne or whatever it is that is very dominant for you. So this has a lot to do with the sacral chakra, which is the chakra that is right probably like a couple inches beneath the belly button. You could, and it includes all of like whether you're male or female, um, your sexual organs. So for women, the ovaries and the vagina and everything. And that is included with that. Um, it's also the low back and it's the home of our femininity. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you are experiencing those kind of symptoms that we associate, we, we call this like that week before uh, our period, like the PMS week. And it's like, it's actually not supposed to be that it's just called premenstruation, like the week before that you menstruate, but it's always uh, marked by those heavy PMS symptoms. And so thus it's become this really negative thing. Um, so think about, and this is like where you can see, like maybe there's, there is a little bit of like a small trauma related to it. Like the first time you ever got your period, probably really embarrassing or scary or like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I know when I got mine, I cried because (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, all I know is that this thing sucks. Mm -hmm. And like the things that like my mom would tell me, like they just didn't seem fun. Like, and then now like what I have to deal with this the rest of my life, like my pink underwear are ruined. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it was not like a fun thing for me. And then like, then it got marked by cramps and then it was like, I didn't feel really good. And thus like from the age of like 12 to about, I'm going to be 30 this year. So about 28, it just started to become this like really like uh, dreadful yeah. thing. And there were only two weeks out of the month that I would feel like my normal self. Mm-hmm. So insert the practice of cycle syncing. It's viewing your period as this like beautiful tool to tell you what's not balanced in your mm. body. And I wrote this on my Instagram a couple of months ago. It's like almost like the report card and yeah. telling you like 
what's balanced, what's right, what's wrong, what you should do more of. So if you ever like had a period where you're like, ah, I actually feel good. Like my, it didn't get any PMS symptoms. Like I usually do recycle, uh, like rinse, recycle, repeat, keep doing whatever that is. So every week you could kind of see it as like, you're not supposed as women, we're not supposed to be doing the same things with our body. Um, this is also something that I, if you follow me on Instagram, I say like men mirror the sun and women mirror the moon. Mm-hmm. So we go think of the ma- moon in all its phases and we do different rituals for like the new moon and a full moon. And then we have the crescent moon. Like there's different things. And so like we're not the same woman we are on day one of our cycle when we start our bleed um, on in day 15, our energy levels, our appetites, our the things that interest us are all so different. But if you think about who's educating us on this, I talk to women <laughs> in their 40s, late 30s, and I'm like, when's the last time you talked about your period? And I say the same thing for me. It was like before I did all this, it's always like, oh, and like whatever fifth or sixth grade sex ed class that I got. And I'm like, and it was probably embarrassing. You were with your peers and it wasn't something you want to talk about or maybe it was a conversation that was like, very premature like it was in the fifth grade and you didn't get your period till you're in the eighth grade like you're not going to remember those types mm-hmm. of things and then it, there's so much stigma right it, <laughs> it makes all of that makes it feel like a curse oh yes I've, I've definitely been there and I resonate with what you're saying like up until age 28 yeah that was about me until age like two, yeah 28 29 I would say like I can't, don't want it around a, a vacation, yeah. right? I would plan my vacations around when my cycle <laughs> was because it was like, I don't want it to ruin that mm-hmm. or whatever. And you, fe- it feels like a burden. Yeah. And I, I don't think that our culture and society is doing us any favors in that realm mm-hmm. where, yeah, even like tampon commercials, like <laughs> the girl looks miserable until <laughs> she gets the magic tampons. Whoa, it changes her life. Like that's not how it is. But I definitely feel the like curse burden mm-hmm. feeling. And um, it's only been really in the last like, well, I would say part two of our relationship, like my relationship with Chase, where I've, I told him one day, I was just like, I'm, I need to stop. I've stopped thinking of my cycle as a burden Mm -hmm. rather a signal like a sign that like oh I'm healthy I could have a baby right now if I wanted to and that my body is balanced Mm -hmm. and what a gift that is because there's so many times in my life where it wasn't balanced Mm -hmm. and I didn't have my period and uh, you know all of these things and it's like that report card Mm -hmm. it's like it's every month I'm like, okay, I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. A- and I, I love your take on the, the symptoms of like, that's a little bit more insight into where we need to maybe like nourish ourselves yeah. more or take care of ourselves more on those like non, you know, um, I guess in the other three weeks of the month, um, can you speak to maybe some like specifics, like maybe some symptoms that you or you've helped clients with mm-hmm. and maybe w- how people could like how do we even know like, oh, cramps means this, acne means this, and or moodiness means this? Mm-hmm. Do you understand my question? Yes, okay. I do. 
This is the perfect time to take a quick pause and talk to you about one of my favorite skincare products. It's the Cell Renew Serum from Clear Stem Skincare. Okay, spoiler, it has reishi mushroom extract in it, you guys. So as you may know, I struggled with really bad acne for over two years when my hormones were like in the tank. I was on a constant journey to fix it and was literally trying anything and everything. Eventually I did figure it out and the breakouts mostly stopped, but then I was left with these dark purple scars, which are still not that cute. I started using the Cell Renew Serum a couple months ago and I've watched my acne scars like melt off my face. Uh, to use it, you wanna have a clean exfoliated exfoliated face for this i like to use the vitamin scrub which is the daily exfoliating cleanser from clear stem and so then you're going to apply the cell renew uh two to three pumps all over your face and then just leave it for at least 15 to 20 minutes don't put anything else right over the top of it because it's rebalancing the ph on your face if you put anything over it right away then you've neutralized it and washed out the effects of the serum i want you to get all the benefits the full effect um, besides the reishi mushroom, some of the other ingredients that I absolutely love are the bioavailable collagen stem cells, frankincense oil, and aloe vera. Clear Stem's primary mission is to give us quality, natural, non-hormone disrupting products that actually work. That's the key, is they're non-hormone disrupting. So this skincare line is anti-aging and anti-acne with zero hormone disruptors, you guys. Plus, it has mushrooms, which makes me even more obsessed with it. <laughs> if you are sick of your acne scars or hyperpigmentation like I was, then go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMIFIT, that's M-I-M-I-F-I-T, to get a nice hefty discount. That's clearstemskincare and then discount code M-I-M-I-F-I-T. I know you and your skin will absolutely love this stuff. Cheers, boo. So I think this kind of prefaces everything that I'll answer in a second. Every week, think of it as a different season. The first week is like your winter. And that's when you're bleeding. Probably the first one, day one to day five day, to day seven, somewhere around there. And this is a time, think of like what the nature nature is doing and what we tend to want to do as humans during the winter is like be really like kind of in solitude and we're reflective during that time of year um we want to be a little bit more nourished so like we might get like fuzzy blankets and fuzzy socks and just like feel like really good and like on the couch and maybe you read a book or watch your favorite tv show and then week two is like springtime. There's a little bit more burst of energy from when you were bleeding. And so um, it's really important to try new things during this time because like think of the energy of spring, like there's a little like a bloom, if you will. Um, and then you go into week three, which is like, I think where women expect themselves to be a hundred percent of the time and society expects mm -hmm. us. And this is kind of the energy of what men feel mm -hmm. a lot of the time because their hormones reset every single day. And this is when we're ovulating and 
it's like the energy of summer. So mm-hmm. like you just want to do all the things. You're a social butterfly. Uh, you're, you talk really fast even during these times. And then what happens where people tend, where women get really hard on themselves is like that switch from week three to week four where we're in premenstruation and that is fall. So very much like spring where now your energy is weaning and you are uh, getting into this space where like, you are so social and then you might experience a little bit of blow or your energy starts to go down and decrease. And then you're like, well, last week I was at this level and like, why am I doing this? And then if you have no knowledge of like where you are at in your cycle, it's really easy to get into this like victim mentality Mm -hmm. because literally like our hormones are switching and it could be like this like very common scenario where women are looking in the mirror and say you're on day 19 of your cycle which is the very end of ovulation you're like yeah I feel so good like I am in complete acceptance of like my cellulite my stretch marks whatever and then day 23 rolls around and that's when you're getting into that premenstruation phase and your body literally looks the same and you're like oh my god like I'm so fat I hate myself and then like what's wrong with me if you had awareness right there the gift of awareness would be that you know what like I'm entering the premenstruation, I probably am a little bit bloated. So I'm just going to be a little bit kinder to myself with what foods I choose and just slow it down a little bit. Like my hormones are literally shifting and it's probably best that I'm kinder to myself Mm. right now rather than like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so many women get into that space. Absolutely. I have to catch myself and I'm like, Nia, you are about to bleed. Yeah. (laughs) Like your body's preparing. (laughs) Literally. I've had, I feel like you're like reading my internal (laughs) diary right now because like, yeah, day like 17 of my cycle I'm like damn my stomach is really flat like I feel (laughs) really good yeah like I look awesome (laughs) I feel awesome I am super horny let's go (laughs) (laughs) like I want to lights on like all of the things (laughs) and then literally within days I feel myself being like I thought I looked good like Like what's wrong with me what changed Mm -hmm. what's wrong with me I must have done something wrong in this four days Mm -hmm. to make me look a little more bloated or feel gassy or Mm -hmm. whatever it is where I'm not feeling like sexy or Mm -hmm. whatever and you guys this is like current (laughs) like I I I have this awareness like you're talking about like the gift of awareness Mm -hmm. but even when you're aware it doesn't mean that your your Mm -hmm. behavior and your thoughts shift on a dime no 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 (laughs) I've been on this cycle thinking journey I would say solidly the last nine months a year but awareness piece with everything probably two years and Mm. it didn't start to make that shift until I like used those symptoms as a tool so like for example the real like common three that are I see um is bloating that's there a little bit of that is completely normal if it's to the point where you can't fit in your pants half mm. of the month, then there's probably something that's imbalanced with your gut. Yeah. Totally. Um, if like, it's just uncomfortable to wear a crop top and like your yoga pants feel a little bit snug and you feel a little squishy, like, and it lasts maybe one to three days, like completely normal. Mm-hmm. Um, the other symptom that is like very common is cramps. And that can be an indicator that like, like there's almost like you need more hydration. Like I'm almost thinking of the like 
like things just cramping up and getting uh, contracted, mm-hmm. if you will. And if you're familiar with the practice of Ayurveda, mm-hmm. um, it's too much vata, mm. like too much air. So you need something more moist. So like something that I always do is like um, you can put some like coconut oil and like put it on like where your ovaries you'd think they'd be. So around the hip bone area and you can wrap yourself or with like plastic wrap and that will cool you down. Mm. Um, another thing too, that's really common is like pimples and that's too much heat in the body. So those types of things, again, it could be a gut imbalance and it's just getting really curious because when you're at that ovulating state, like if you're noticing some of those symptoms coming up, there could be a hormonal imbalance. Like maybe you have too much estrogen that like your body can't completely, um, like relax into that really high energy state because of the balances of the hormones. Mm -hmm. So blood work is really necessary if you feel like this is like a reoccurring thing. Yeah. A lot of the time when I work with women, they're very new in their diagnosis with PCOS. Mm. Um, I've worked with women who have endometriosis and like cycle syncing is a nice way to get in touch. But if you have any of those hormonal conditions, definitely consult with a doctor or someone who specializes in those things. If you can't do it um, alone, if you will, because those are like adding on another layer to it. Cycle seeking most definitely can help, but like for example, women who have PCOS eating gluten and dairy, there have been lots of like studies that have shown that um, women who have PCOS they do so much better um, when they take those things out of their mm-hmm. diet, and the the negative side effects like the weight gain or the constant bloating um, or just like the feelings of anxiety or gut issues kind mm-hmm. of get relieved when they take. Um, those kind of negative things and yeah. die out of them. I like that where you use curiosity oh, yes. because that is so critical when you're trying to get to the bottom of any, whether it's hormonal imbalance or, um, you know, like a PMS symptom or just your, your health journey, like a gut imbalance or brain fog, whatever it is, instead of being unkind to yourself and being like, Oh, it's again, it's back. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? More like, huh? I wonder what's going on and approaching it with curiosity that feels that way you're still searching for an answer. You're still looking, but it's so much more kind to your consciousness Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm really curious about that. I wonder why uh, a pimple showed up on my chin this month versus last month or whatever. And being curious about it rather than hard on yourself or like punishing yourself. Um, That's a much more productive state (laughs) because if you automatically go into what I'm calling a victim mode of like oh like I suck I just don't have willpower I'm always going to be stuck this way like you're really just going to keep looping and looping like a broken record totally until you get out of that and then if you're just like hmm well I did eat dairy yesterday a lot of it maybe like if I took that out that could like really start to find balance and peace with my body when you said like, is this, you know, just how it's going to be forever? (laughs) Like, I don't know if you ever saw that uh, video, David after dentist. It's a little kid 
who got a, a, a cavity from like filled. years ago. Yes, yes. Like literally He's like, like grown 10 now. years, <laughs> 10 years ago. And he was like a four year old kid had a cavity filled and he didn't, he couldn't, he, he, his parents couldn't explain to him that like you're numb right now and this is a very weird feeling and so he was like is this gonna be forever <laughs> yeah. and then he just like gets so like I can't deal with my f- emotions and he gets up out of his car seat and he's like ah. <laughs> and then he just like sinks back down <laughs> that's what it feels Seriously, like <laughs> that's what it feels like being a woman sometimes in this cycle when you don't know what's going mm-hmm. on it's like am I gonna be bloated forever <laughs> yeah. and then you like sink back down and you're like oh I'm, Why did I'm, I freak out last yeah, week? Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's some, and somehow we forget mm-hmm. every month <laughs> or we can. It's <laughs> My easy My husband to. sometimes writes me, aren't you about to enter into pre-menstruation? <sighs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, he's like, that's probably why you're bloated. I'm like, dang. I feel like he's like, you do this every single month. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. That is. Okay. You guys listen up. <laughs> that is an absolute gift when you can include your partner must must. like I heard this from one of my friends who's actually a sex coach and uh she was telling a story about this was a man saying if if dude guy is not tracking his woman's cycle Mm. that is an amateur move (laughs) like if you want your life your partnership your relationship Mm -hmm. to go better involve your man and don't treat it as like this weird thing. Like, well, I don't want him to know that I'm like, whatever. Like this is a part where an opportunity where you can choose to open up and Mm -hmm. surrender maybe a little bit of what might be uncomfortable if you have never done this and choose to talk about and just involve him where you're at and kind of what you're feeling and all of that. And so that he knows you know, like he can at least just be aware of like some of the changes that you might be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's actually really great apps. Um, I have the app called my flow. That's the one I use and it sends it to your partner. Yes. Like a letter. You can sign up. <laughs> you guys, you can sign up. I signed a chase up like day one of me getting this cycle. You can send it via email. So they actually alert your partner and send them like a really nice letter. Like, Hey, Mimi is about to start, you know, day whatever. And it's really this like nonchalant, like kind of, um, uh, it's not awkward at all. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, maybe send to your personal email versus your business email <laughs> or whatever. But like, at least your partner is like aware that some, some changes might be happening. Mm-hmm. Here's how you can maybe support her. And mm-hmm. like, it does, if your guy is like that, like kindergartner status and needs that and wants that great. Chase doesn't, He's gotten to the point now where we can just be open about it. And yeah. I, I talk, I, I let him know where I'm at. And But in the beginning, if it's weird or awkward, just be like, hey, I'm going to, you know. And you can have that uh, kind of buffer yeah, of to just open up and talk about it. I want to add on to that because <clears throat> over last year, I took a course. Um, if anyone's familiar with the yoga couple, um, it's like these two humans that are like very spiritual and they're married and the woman she created a course like on infusing like spirituality with the cycle Mm. and the men came in at one point and he was like and blending into this like topic of femininity and masculinity and finding that balance the first two weeks of your cycle or I would say that last week where you're in premenstruation and then when you are bleeding, so week four and week one is when you're really, really, really supposed to step into your feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So like you just soften and you might be a little bit more quieter and just like 
receiving. And that's when your partner, if you are with a man, um, can step up and be more in his masculine. So maybe he cooks more of the dinners during this time because your energy isn't as where it's usually at when you're ovulating. Um, and then when you get your energy back, that's when you can play with like being a little bit more in your masculine and because you have all of that energy to give when Mm -hmm. you're in week two and week three. And then that's when you can start to do things maybe for your partner. Maybe you do more of the cooking or you go to the grocery store. And so there's that balance of like giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily always have to be 50% like divided in half. It could be like in those phases Mm -hmm. of it. Um, it's really, really cool to involve your partner. So like, and having those types of conversation, because I do think it is very amateur of men to be like thinking it's disgusting or dirty. And it's like, no, if you want to like be intimate with me or, um, connect with me and Mm -hmm. understanding my, like what's going on with me on like, if I'm on day three or day 17, like it's to your advantage. Really? Absolutely. And I, I, I think that that there is that dirtiness or um, like whatever it is, like grossness about it. It's not to me anymore. Like Chase is like, he, we've created this space where now he's like, he's actually glad because we're not in a space where like we are wanting to invite a child Mm -hmm. into the world right now. Mm -hmm. And so like every month when I get that, you know, it's like the way that I tell him, is like, (laughs) babe, I know that I'm not pregnant. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, you know, like I'm so happy you're healthy and all of that. And like, this is just another sign. Like we're so weird about it, but it really does help whatever, like get rid of those, like, Oh, it's just this gross secret that I have Mm -hmm. to deal with apart from my man and don't touch me. Don't come near me. I don't want you to like, Mm -hmm. you know, know that I'm like bleeding or that I have a tampon in or a Mm -hmm. menstrual cup or whatever, like soften into that and Mm -hmm. like, let, let him know what you could need in that time. And, and let him, I love what you're saying. Like, let him be more of the hero in those moments, but it's only going to happen first by observing and and knowing your body more and accepting and Mm -hmm. like allowing and just letting and then you can man like if you can go from thinking your your cycle is like a gross dirty secret that's like a curse that some (laughs) for some reason god cursed us with this whatever which actually is taught like we're cursed yeah we're cursed with like you know childbearing and like the the cycle that leads to childbearing, like it's an actual curse. Like that's what I was taught, you know? I think that's, I had a teacher once and he was like, ask me if men and women are equal. And he says, no. And then everyone kind of like, what? Like, and he's like, women are far more powerful than men, but we have got accustomed to thinking it's the other way around. Like you're more powerful to be in the masculine Mm. or as a man. And therefore we've created a male dominated society. Mm -hmm. Women can literally create life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and give life. Like, yeah, you need the man's part, but like, whoa like how incredible and I'm sure people who are mothers that are listening to this are like yeah that probably is a huge shift but Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's like such a a superpower totally and like sorry just gonna say it like (sighs) 
I think the world like needs more of, and I probably should have said this at the beginning as like an <laughs> intro for the divine feminine and, and why we all need it individually, but also collectively. Mm-hmm. We need this divine feminine. We need more of it. She is healing. She is nurturing. Mother nature. Right. <laughs> like we need that right now. Like we've proven that like the masculine driven patriarchal hierarchy, authoritative way of being in the world doesn't work long term. And I think there's an incredible opportunity for us as a collective to choose better and to choose maybe different. Yeah. And I think that the divine feminine is part of it for sure. You see this now too, like in our shift with like presidential candidates, like whether you were a supporter of Trump or not, we won't get into that, but like he was very much in his masculine and not in a healthy way. Um, and then we're shifting now where we have a woman that will be side by side of Joe Biden. And it's like, there's definitely a shift in our society and our planet for that to be happening because we weren't ready for that like 10 years ago mm-hmm. or when even when Hillary ran, not to say like the, either of those candidates are the best person for the job, but it's like right. now our society <laughs> is kind of seeing like, Oh, like to constantly be in this like really masculine dictator, like aggressive mode. We're all burnt out. Like we had to be like really step into our feminine in Mm -hmm. the last year, 2020, because we couldn't distract ourselves with all like the doing. We had to just be with it. And oh, just sitting in sessions with so many different people, men and women, it's it's painful to see that some people like had to go through a lot of those things like that they did whatever it was like financial hardship or relationships falling apart but it's like it's also a beautiful beautiful gift Mm -hmm. because then you that's where the transformation occurs when you are just with things and not trying to be like I'm just gonna work an extra 10 hours subconsciously because I don't want to face what I have to deal with at home or whatever it was yeah Oh my gosh, so much to <laughs> unpack there. Like my mind is like going in d- 10 different ways. I'm like, where do I want to take this next? Um, but I think that that's, it's, you're spot on. And it, it's so true. Whether or not those public figures are the quote unquote right person mm-hmm. for the job, whatever. Like that's, this is not what that's about. It's about the collective being like, okay, that's, we're, we're done with that. <laughs> we're going to swing this other way. Mm-hmm. And I, I take it for whatever whatever it is we're just we can see that it is changing and obviously we as a whole are looking for something different oh for sure even if it's stuck still in this like same like 3d <laughs> matrix type it's like okay clearly we're looking for something else um and it just i think points back to the need the necessity for that balance right like mm-hmm. that balance of the masculine and feminine um energies is there anything else with the cycle sinking mm. that you want to like, cause we kind of like, I love this because we're <laughs> talking just about able, politics. Right. I'm like kind of forgetting like, Oh yeah, this is a podcast. I'm not just talking to my friend. <laughs> um, is there anything else with this cycle mm. sinking that you want to like tie it up in a nice little bow for the woman listening um, of how she can have this kind of healthy relationship with her flow. And mm-hmm. not only that, but also like use it to her advantage in yeah. life. 
I would say there's so many ways and avenues to like approach this idea of syncing with your cycle. So you can sync with your nutrition, which would probably be like the first and foremost thing that I would do um, in reverse engineering of what symptoms do I have and how can food kind of heal this? There's also your exercise. There's also um, your lifestyle activities and like the types of activities that you do with your work. If you were, mm-hmm. are self-employed, start with one and then get really, really clear and confident and grounded with that. Because if you try to do all of them, oh, that's yeah. overwhelming. Um The gift of like really being in tune with your body is like, I used to be someone that, would be on my hands and knees from cramps, like, and then just like, it was so painful. Now I honestly look forward to my period. And it's like, whoo, like, again, this reflection, like you said, of being really healthy and in flow. And like, honestly, sometimes being like surprised that like, yeah, I'm expecting it to come, but like, it coming like almost very peacefully rather mm-hmm. than like opening up the door and being very violent yeah. in my body. Like the visual of like the shining where the <laughs> elevator door comes and the blood comes like flowing out. Um, so yeah, that's the gift of like really, really like fine tuning those things. If you guys have um, purchased Harmony, you get a free little guide with mm-hmm. it. I actually made that. Yeah. Um, and that will give you like a breakdown. So that's in itself, I'd say like buying Harmony and getting that guide mm-hmm. is like 1000% worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, just really quickly for anyone listening who's interested, she's talking about the Organifi Harmony. It was kind of like a beta, like test launch. Are they for still this selling product. it? Well, they're kind of deciding like when, if they, depending on how it did and everything, if they want to, I think it's technically out of stock right now, but they're mm-hmm. talking about like if they want to bring it back as a full-time product. Yeah. So I really, really hope they do because I love it. Mm-hmm. But that guide <clears throat> is still available for people on my website, um, which will be linked yeah, in the show notes below. Like I just have a free digital download and I download love that. Yeah. I download, <laughs> I uh, put it in my store as a free digital download for anyone. So, um, yeah, just make sure you download it within 24 hours of clicking, you know, on the button because it'll disappear. But, mm. um, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's such a beautiful and, and just props to you, like such an amazing tool for, for women just to like, it's a good starting point. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if this podcast resonates and you're like, I want to go a little deeper, <clears throat> then check out that guide for sure. And if Harmony is available from Organifi, Get definitely it. <laughs> pick it up. It's so good. You guys. Yeah. It's like a, a cacao drink. It's different mm-hmm. than gold. I, th- yeah. I think it's a little yes. more bitter, but yeah, it's, it's like a richer, uh, cacao drink versus the chocolate gold which is a more like spiced like yeah. you, you can really yeah. taste the like cinnamon and ginger in the other one where this one is a little bit like more like biting into a square of dark chocolate yes versus like a spiced chocolate the benefit too is that you don't have to share it with your man because <laughs> i was like do you think i could have some i'm like i i don't know yeah <laughs> like that'd be weird yeah. like chase actually did he loves it oh, yeah. really? we like i think he might have had more than me <laughs> in our little tub that we had no that's and, and you know he, he didn't grow man boobs or anything like it was it was totally fine but you could always if you wanted to keep it for yourselves ladies like you'll you'll want to it's that delicious um but yeah no thank you for all that information Mm -hmm. that's so good and again just tip of the iceberg because um that whole topic of (laughs) cycles is just like oh there's unending amounts of education Mm -hmm. that is so lacking 
Um, I wish kids had this. Yeah. Like, think if you, if you, from the time you, and some people have this as a, like their reality of like maybe their mom celebrated their period. Like lots of people do like ceremonies now for like their 12, 13 year olds and like, oh, you're stepping into womanhood and like Mm -hmm. celebrating that. But if you had that now in our day and age, when you were 12, 13, whenever you got your cycle, like think of how much different your relationship with your body would be. Oh my gosh. If that's all you knew. Right. Yeah. That would be, uh, that's the world I want to live in. (laughs) (laughs) How much more balanced people would be and like, just like so much kinder to your body and um, having those like conversations like I'm always telling people like I used to just be like oh my stomach hurts I don't feel good and now I'm like oh I'm on my period yeah and I'm not really up for that or I'm sorry like I'm just really low energy mm-hmm. and imagine if you have those conversations with like your workplace yeah yeah totally sorry yeah <laughs> I'm ovulating I'm gonna be out of taking a yeah. mental health day <laughs> yeah be at the beach <laughs> yeah right that would be amazing if we had that support you know from early on from early age Um, but we get to like, like you so beautifully, um, put in the last episode that we did together, like choosing that it can be different from here on out. Like if you would have daughters or if we have a daughter, like it could be completely a different experience for her because now we have these tools to share or, you know, with a a niece or something like that, where it's like, it's not taboo, it's not gross and you don't have to be embarrassed about Mm -hmm. it. Actually, it's a point of pride and it actually means this. And, you know, when you have a boyfriend someday or you have a husband someday, like this is something that just like making it like special versus like, Oh yeah, you know, it's going to (laughs) suck. Here's some ibuprofen. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's such an important thing that doesn't get talked about enough. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's what I want is to like create this space where we can, we can have that really honest, open dialogue and, and create that safe place for women to feel like, or just, you know, people to be like, oh, that's not weird and I'm not alone. And it's actually, you know, just kind of like nudging them in the, in the kind of right direction. Um, what I was going to say before we uh, tied that little bow um, on the, the cycle sinking was I would love to leave our listeners with some, you know, personal practices that you and I use. Maybe we could like alternate or yeah. something um, on practices that we use in our lives mm-hmm. um, in a healthy way to cultivate and to nourish our quote unquote divine Mm -hmm. feminine and whatever that looks like for you. Okay. So I think the main thing that pops in my head is like ritual Mm. routine is masculine. Feminine is ritual on the opposite side. So like committing to something every single day where like your phone's out of the picture, you're just spending time with yourself, nourishing yourself and you're like on a date with you. And it could be a 15 minute date if that's all like your day can afford time wise or it can be like an hour if like you do have more flexibility with mm-hmm. your schedule. Maybe you have no kids or you work for yourself. Um, I always do things like meditating or reading a book. Something that I've really gone into lately is like reading fiction. I went mm-hmm. on this like seven years of just reading self-help and like spiritual healing that in like I got a little drained from it. Yeah. So like reading fiction is just like a one way where it's like, I just get to receive because I don't mm-hmm. have to read 
right. produce this information and make it a lesson and yeah. teachable moment for my clients. Yeah, that's a really good one. I love that. I don't read enough fiction, so that's like oh, highly recommend prompting it. me. I've read yeah. like four books in the last like month. Wow, that's amazing. I'll have to afterwards get get some recommendations from you. Um, I think for me, the first thing that I think about too is kind of in that in that vein of ritual, but. In the morning, I allow myself plenty of time to have quiet, Mm. alone time with myself. And I genuinely, like, thirst for it. I look forward to it when I'm going to sleep the the night before. And it's nothing, like, extraordinary or special. Like, Chase wakes me up. He starts his, like, mobility routine. And I then get, like, an hour or so to myself to make my warm, you know, mushroom coffee elixir. Um, and I get to put some incense on. And I put a salt lamp on. It's a very light glow. Um, I get to read um, um, the book, whatever I've chosen. Usually yeah. it's some sort of, like, spiritual-based book. And I get to just slowly read and journal and kind of like just be like entering my day with a little bit of softness Mm -hmm. rather than getting up and the what I used to do is like when I was very imbalanced the the first thing I would do before I went off to my dental hygiene job is I would go downstairs and get like a cardio session in Mm. first thing and that's right now like that jarring like it makes (laughs) me like want to actually throw up when I think about it like to get up at 6 a.m. and go to a oh. high-intensity interval training workout right now, I... Without food in your stomach? Yeah. Oh, oh. absolutely. It would have to be fasted because hashtag abs, right? <laughs> um, oh. But right now... I've that, been there. It's not fun. <laughs> no. And right now, I love like having the difference and creating ritual around my morning and knowing that that is a kind of a Mm non-negotiable for me just being like a fully whole balanced human who and it's it's given me space to really nourish my feminine and ask how am I doing today like Mm -hmm. how am I actually feeling yeah instead of just getting into my day getting into emails that's too masculine (laughs) totally yeah so that would be my first one that I think of Mm, let me see my second (laughs) Um, it's, this is interesting that something that I've, uh, done in probably in the last like month or two is like really indulging my physical senses. Mm. So like I've worn a more like comfortable clothing Mm. and like I've been into like all these like furry plush sweaters and cozy socks and, um, like yoga pants that like actually like feel comfortable and don't like make my stomach feel compressed. So like having that like sense of nourishment with like texture, Mm. it's been like this really small adjustment, but I've noticed like I keep doing it and doing it. Like I have like so many like furry jackets and things like that, like casual and fancy. And, um, it's really been like this like dedication to my feminine of like indulging and receiving pleasure from like the clothing that I Mm -hmm. wear. So I feel comfortable in my body. Yeah. I love that. Like senses are such an important thing and touch is Mm -hmm. so huge. And so I love that, like that soft reminder. Uh, It's like a a soft reminder to be soft, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I think that we all could definitely use a, a dose of that more. Chase, bought me for Christmas one of his like kind of funny little gifts was these pants that literally look and feel like a sheep is on you 
And Dude, is it like a matching set? Yes. I want one of those. <laughs> so, so the top was literally like cut off my breathing. So it was, I had to give it to my knees. But the bottoms are super plush. Mm. And I have to like kind of make myself wear them because they're super soft and I love them on my skin. But the way that they sit on my body because they're so plush <laughs> makes me look like I have the biggest like pooch ever. <laughs> and so like I have, it's like kind of like I have to like work through it because I'm like, I want to wear these, but also like I don't want to look in the mirror. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I do love that. That's a, that's a great answer. Um, the next one for me would be Something that I've I've recently gotten into probably within the last like six or eight months. And um, that would be using uh, crystals mm. to harness and kind of stabilize and amplify certain energies that I want to feel in my day. And um, that could be masculine or feminine. Yeah. <clears throat> and if y'all haven't listened to the episode with Craig um, from SoCal Crystals where Chase and I interview him, it is amazing and definitely by far one of my favorite episodes and favorite conversations that I've had thus far. I think it's episode 52. Um, but the incredible ability for crystals to stabilize ener energy and amplify it. Mm -hmm. um, once you give a crystal a job, like this is what I want to feel. This is how I want to feel it and like give it that space and time, um, maybe during some meditation or <clears throat> just even during your work day, like picking it up every, you know, like maybe hour and just like touching it and holding it and focusing on the energy that you do want to have in your day, mm -hmm. whether that's soft or, or maybe it's more driven and masculine, whatever. But <clears throat> I, use these like might be weird to some people but like I have a carnelian right here I'm holding yeah, it we've it, got crystals for today's episode <laughs> yeah we have them sitting around our uh my computer and on the desk here that we're sitting and one of them is a carnelian and um the properties of carnelian um <clears throat> are really magical and and I resonate with them wholeheartedly and um it's it's a lot of like sexual kind of like power but almost like in a in, in a feminine way so sacral chakra yes it, it's like like red and orange and so if I know that Chase and I are gonna have sex <laughs> and I want to be in that receiving mode mm -hmm. that surrender mode um I will like meditate with my carnelian and just mm -hmm. kind of like focus on how I want to show up for him maybe it's not even sex but maybe it's just during my in our day mm -hmm. in my day and I'm got the red light on me and I'm focusing on that feeling that I want to feel and I, I I use crystals that way if I would have said this to myself like two years ago I'd be like who are you seance woman <laughs> like who like what kind of witch do you think you are <laughs> but now it's like when you just understand the science behind it and mm -hmm. then you can like you experience it for realsies mm -hmm. it's like oh damn this actually works mm -hmm. so i would um i would just say if you're interested in crystals or if that sounds um uh, like something that you'd be like I i'd want to find more out about that um definitely listen to episode 52 and get yourself a crystal girl. <laughs> Do you have another one that you want to share? Yeah. I think a huge other thing I was like, hmm, what's my next one? Is like being very honest and open about how I'm currently feeling. Mm, yes. Like even with my husband, like I said something and I was like, he was hugging me. And I'm like, I feel really vulnerable right now. Mm. 
And he's like, you don't have to feel that way. And I'm like, but that's just how I am. So like vocalizing Mm -hmm. it on those moments. Um, I recently went on a retreat and um, my friend who uh, she owns a studio here called Sojourn, Mm. um, she hosted it and we had to go around and uh, as in the circle, three people would say something that you just had to receive of like what they picked up on you or if they Mm. know you, like what they um, value or love about you. And you just had to like sit there and receive. And then at the end, like when I was giving um, my, and like what I wanted to say to my friend, I realized I'm like, I'm not very vulnerable in my female relationships. Mm. And as I was saying, like telling my friend, like I, you really mean so much to me and we don't say this enough, but I love you. And so like doing that in all of my relationships, like has been a huge priority mm. of, of me. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's how I'm stepping into my feminine in yes. that way of just being like raw and honest of like, I love you. Like you saying that even sometimes mm-hmm. feels so scary. Um, yeah. so yeah, just like in, in any way that I can just vocalizing totally. how I feel and owning that emotion. I love you, Nia. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's something that I've definitely kind of stepped into more, um, is like being more open when I do feel that, mm-hmm. like putting yourself out there, it is kind of like a vulnerable space. Especially even, as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> even even with like a, a beautiful woman that you know, like loves spending time around mm-hmm. you or whatever to be like, oh man, I love you girl. <laughs> like can feel really like you're almost like, okay, here's all of me. <laughs> yeah. and, like I know we've only known each other for a couple months, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. So I, I love that. It's a good practice, you know, being, if you, maybe you're not with a a man, maybe you're not, um, you're not in relationship yet. Practicing on maybe mm. your female friends, or your where, mom. Uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, like allowing yourself to feel it and say it and and vocalize. I think rather than just feeling it and mm. recognizing that inside of your yes. body, but really truly like being able to vocalize it is like one step up on the ladder. It's scary, but it feels so good. Yeah. Like yeah. even with your siblings, like I realized I never hugged my siblings mm. and my cousin was here and she's like my sibling and I gave her a hug and I think she was like, wait, what are you doing when oh. she was leaving? And I'm like, no, like you need to do this. Like yeah. you never know when someone's going to exit your life right. or so like just cherishing and stepping into that right. and be like, oh, this is a little scary, but it feels good. Right. And to that, like we don't know when anyone's going to exit our life, but you also don't know when that showing of either vulnerability or love is actually what they they've needed and it can be like almost like nourishing to them but Mm -hmm. also an example of like oh Nia did that with me maybe maybe I should you know that felt really good maybe I could do it other places like you could almost be like an example for Mm -hmm. other people take them by surprise and change somewhere else like a permission slip almost like oh I guess that is okay like you never ever know when Mm -hmm. that's gonna like change someone's day Oh, I'll gladly do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I freaking love you and I could talk to you for another oh, two hours. <laughs> um, and I think I just, I have this feeling that you're going to be one of those people that like we have on regularly because oh. we've already seen it with the other one. Like it's just been, people just resonate with you and you are so relatable and so bright and you're doing so many good things in this world that need any sort of like megaphone. I'm making like a <laughs> megaphone with my, you need all the megaphones mm-hmm. because of what you've Thank done you. in your personal life. And then what you're also helping other people do, which is just like the most beautiful work. 
-hmm. And it's so incredibly needed as we've already talked about. So I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart um, that you are so important and you're so worthy of all the good things in your life (laughs) that you feel right now. Like I hope you truly like live in that and really like taste them every day. Thank you. I receive that. But also thank you for seeing me. I feel like I, in the last year, I've really, like, allowed myself to be seen. And, and, like, you are, like, proof that, like, when you let yourself be seen, like, you get to cultivate, like, more community around this yeah. and more beautiful friendships and connection. Um, so thank you so much for, like, seeing me and, like, just, like, celebrating me. Yeah. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I am going to leave you with um, the same questions that we asked you last time. <laughs> I don't remember time. what I said last time. Okay, good. Well, then I don't know if they'll be same or different or whatever, but, um, you know, we, it's all about disease prevention mm-hmm. for body, mind, and relationships. And I want to know um, for you today, what feels like medicine for your body? King coffee. Mm, yes, <laughs> she got me that. hooked in the last month. <laughs> yeah, I can't go back to regular coffee. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love. I honestly love hearing that because I know how much your body mm. oh loves it. Like your inside. My body hates real coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like. Bleh. I know that's something that I've heard other people say where I have to kind of respond like, sorry, not sorry, because <laughs> oh, I'm like, not. Yeah, it is truly amazing. Um, I, you guys, I did not pay her to no. say that. <laughs> no, she did not. I just tried it and I was like, oh, I even got my husband hugged on it. I love that. Mm, so good. Um, and so what about for your mind? What feels like medicine mm, for your mind? Reading fiction. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're inspiring me to read a little more because I have this type three Enneagram achiever mode that is hard to turn off and I have to make myself relax and I have to make myself not feel like you should be doing more. You should be self-developing. Like you could oh, be I learning. Like you do all the things though already. <laughs> you have to, you have to be learning all of the time, mm. learning or working. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what I tell, that's what my ego says mm-hmm. to me and reading fiction is is a different type of uh a learning you're learning how to receive and learning how to rest and relax and just be so that's that's really really good yeah and i don't have recommendations for you because i've been just reading like the cheesiest like <laughs> they're probably like young adult <laughs> novels but i'm like oh, i'm just getting a good story yeah out like of this. twilight like, or something <laughs> <laughs> probably on the same realm but not twilight <laughs> yeah i love that we need that we need to like the variety um what about for your relationship or relationships? Mm-mm. Being honest about how I feel in the moment. Um, and just like, like I said earlier, just fully putting myself out there. Like whether it's with my husband and things feel really scary because I feel triggered from childhood mm. trauma or connecting with friends that like, we know we love each other, but like we don't say it enough and mm-hmm. hugging friends and people that are so close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just, uh, indulging in that way. If you want to call it indulging, so receiving yeah. pleasure and being honest with my emotions. I love that so much. That is a ninja life skill for sure. <laughs> well, is there anything else like that you want to, um, just say to the woman who's trying to access and cultivate more uh, healthy feminine energy in her mm-hmm. life or in her relationships. Is there anything else that you want to leave that woman listening with? Ooh, that's a heavy question. I, know. <laughs> I think, and this came from my intuition, so I'm just going to say it. 
when you are trying to achieve that balance, sometimes you look at all the people around you. Maybe the first learned one was from your mom or you see someone on your Instagram feed or a friend. Make sure you're resembling things or mirroring things from a relationship that you actually admire Mm. and that you want for yourself. So Chase and Mimi are a great example of that. Um, If it's some influencer that you barely even know and you're just seeing that highlight or reel of it, like just be very, very mindful of what you're consuming um, with those people because that will land in your subconscious. So the automatic one, like I said, is mom and dad. But you get to choose like, hmm, who would be like the ideal person that I would like to mirror Um, and maybe like that could be like that starting point there's also the opportunity to hire a coach or uh, someone who specializes in this type of work because when me and my husband hired our relationship coach like what became like the reason okay we're going to spend money on this and it's going to be scary to invite this person into this aspect of our lives is we realize no one teaches us this stuff and the way you learn is like either you just keep repeating cycles or you just mirror what your parents do and honestly like it's probably not our parents like you probably wouldn't want to learn how to be intimate and be in your feminine from mom or dad like that's just really awkward so like you can always hire someone or ask someone that you admire like what they did um and that would probably be a good way to like explore that within yourself Mm, yes that's such good advice (laughs) oh you are so wise you are so light thank you so much for (laughs) spending part of your day with me again and all my listeners i um, i'm so excited to hear the feedback from from this episode as well and um just i know you're gonna be back so it's not (laughs) goodbye but until next time thank you so much and you guys i know you got a lot of nuggets i'm sure you were all taking uh voracious notes (laughs) um but please send this to someone you know someone you love maybe your best girlfriend or your sister or your mom someone who um maybe uh, is looking for that heavy (laughs) hefty dose of divine feminine in their life and then you can just talk about it sip on it um, over coffee and um, go spread some more light into your day and into the world and that's what this is all about Mm -hmm. so thank you for being with us and until next time okay bye if you liked this episode make sure you hit that subscribe button in apple podcasts spotify or wherever you prefer to listen this will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically and if you have a recommendation for a podcast guest or topic you can always email the medicine podcast at gmail.com remember there's no e at the end of medicine and let us know your big idea we would love to hear from you until next time cheers boo